Y'all ready to go to church? Come on, put them hands together. Come on, let's go to church.
morning, Father God. Good morning, Lord Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit, and good morning, Chairline. Father God, I just want to thank you this morning because my heart is just so full of gratitude towards you, God. Gratitude towards you. And I'm thankful. Brothers and sisters, I want you to take just about a minute, wherever you are this morning, and I want you to focus in on the Lord Jesus, and I want you to thank him. I want you to thank him that you are alive. You're alive this morning. You woke up alive living. You didn't wake up dead. I mean, it's a glorious thing to wake up in heaven, but I don't know if you're ready to go. So I want you to thank him for sustaining your life this morning and you waking up alive. Can you do that? Just take a minute. Boy, that's not very long. And I want you to do it in silence, before God, all right, one one minute, because I want you to thank him out of your heart, out of your own heart this morning. I want you to take that minute right now. Praise God. <clears throat> Now, I need you to do this again. I want you to thank God that you have a roof over your head, somewhere to live. But if you own this airline and you hold us right now, you don't have any place to live. I want you to text me your name. If you if you have a place to live right now, I need you to text me your name and and where you where you at. If you're being evicted because of this coronavirus, I want you to text me your name. I want you to text it to um three one nine. No. No 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 no. I want you to text it to 843-217. See, even although this is an internet ministry, you still a body. And the Bible does say that if one suffers, you know, we all suffer. So, I just put it in the chat room, but you can write it down. Are homeless or, you know, without a home. I mean, so many times when I was um, an itinerant minister, we didn't have any anywhere to go at Christmas time because every, every church shut down. And um, many times we had to spend Christmas holidays in a hotel 
And I can remember one Christmas when I first got to Charleston, South Carolina. The missionaries had to come and help me disinfect roach bomb this motel I was staying in and wash the walls down, you know? But that's where I was that particular Christmas. Brother Joe <laughs> was working for the Ritz-Carlton and I was in a, in, a, in a roach motel because God was changing me. He was setting me up to establish me in uh, South Carolina. So I'm going to repeat that again. If you are homeless or on the verge of being homeless or will be homeless by Christmas, would you please text me? I posted my number to text in the chat room on Spreaker, but for those of you on Blog Talk, or maybe YouTube, 843-217-2246. You see, there's a precedent. You do not want to be homeless. You do not want to be in a bad or negative situation bringing the new year in. We we have a short window of time that God has given, let me know of, where he's going to do some special things. Special, because everything God does is special, but, but he's going to answer some prayers in this window. And the window closes December, December 31st. I do not want any headliner to be homeless or in a negative housing situation. Okay? So you need to text me, and I'm going to tell you something. Don't think you can drag your feet on this because we're getting ready to pray about it right now in the next six, seven minutes. You see, God gave me a word for you this morning. I typed it on the uh, Spreaker chat room, but this is what God told me to tell you. Now is not the time for you to be self-righteous. Now is not the time for self-righteousness. That's what God said. I said, hmm, thank you, God. Right in yourself. You're going to miss out. You're going to miss out. So I need somebody. I'm, I'm going to pray with you. But I need somebody that, that you know God answers your prayers. Because I'm 
Don't pick you if you don't anyway. Well, how about all of you then? Just come into agreement with me because I am going to pray and and you're going to pray and we're going to pray those for the homeless. I saw thousands of people homeless on television on on last night I cut it on whenever I need to get my mind clear I watch dog shows <laughs> okay so I was watching <clears throat> I had turned on the show called Lucky Dog and it's about a dog trainer named Brand and the shelter called him when they have a dog that has been there a long time and been looked over and picked over, but nobody ever adopted it. And they will call him like the day before or hours before they're going to put that dog down. And he goes and rescues those kind of dogs. And this guy is anointed. He's anointed. And he got grace. He has grace because he's doing something, one, that needs to be done, and two, that nobody else is inclined to do. So that means not only does he have grace, but he has a special grace. He has a special grace upon his life just for doing what God called him to do. That's why I watch it. See, I I like to observe people and see how blessed they are when they're in the flow of the will of God. So I want to pray Jessica you wrote that wrong I said Me I didn't say anything about the window I said for me Thank you for taking it off I said, God has given me a grace. Included in that grace is a a window of time that he's going to answer prayers specifically pertaining to the headliners that have been faithful to him. So I don't know who they are. I, I, I just know what he said. And I know I've got to operate within that uh, window that he's given me, and 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 really, it's because of obedience. And you know, as he was talking to me, he said, "I'm going to bless you <clears throat> because I don't really need you to go to Texas, and I don't need you to go to Baltimore." 
but I needed to see that you were willing to go my way and do it my way. He says, haven't I been bringing you everything you need right there? I said, yes, because you're in the flow. And I said, thank you. And I've been up for two days getting these messages and praising them. So the Bible says when one hurts, the body hurts. When one is lacking, the body is lacking. <clears throat> now I saw, I saw, I thank God it's not many. That's what I wanted to see too. do to get into his perfect will for each one of us. So I'm going to pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, creator of heaven and earth, and all there is, was, and ever will be. We have a petition that I'm bringing before you this morning. And Lord, I'm bringing it to you because I know that you have already answered this prayer. I need provision for some carolinas. Even the ones that were too prideful to text, I'm asking you to extend grace and mercy to them. Lord Jesus, you said, keep you in remembrance of your word. Well, Lord, there was a man named Joseph. You know him. And he was espoused to a woman named Mary, who was a virgin. And he did not cast Mary aside, but he obediently the voice and the instructions of the angel Gabriel and took her to be his wife. But then God, taxes were due and the census. And according to your word that your son Jesus was going to be born in Bethlehem. He took his pregnant wife, carrying your word, to pay the taxes. And when they got there, they were homeless. They didn't have a place to stay. 
And Jesus, you know all about that. Because you said in your word that the Son of Man didn't have any place to lay his head. So at times you were homeless too. But our Father provided for Mary and Joseph. And it was according to your divine and prophetic will because he had to be born under the circumstances and the prophecies that you had already proclaimed. Well, Lord God, you got some children down here on earth that are in that same situation. And Lord God, when they went to the innkeeper, he didn't have a room. He didn't have any room. But because your will will always be done on earth, he offered them what he had, which was a a, a stable. And in that stable was everything they needed just for the birth. Just for the birth. I'm asking you to provide for your children everything they need for the birth. For the birthing that is taking place in their lives right now. And then, God, you sent wealthy servants from the east to bring further provision. But you had to have them where the shepherds could find them under that star and be brought to them the carriers of the long-term provision because you knew that it was all going to be supernatural that you were going to speak to Joseph in a dream, tell him where to go, and they would have the provision already to complete the mission. I'm asking you this morning, whatever is needed, because you're a God of provision, I'm asking you to provide for them supernaturally and miraculously enabling them to complete the mission. And Lord God, I'm asking you to remove from them all hindrances, all hindrances, all obstacles that would have been placed without their knowing it in an attempt to block them from reducing receiving the divine provision that you already have placed in position for them. I command those obstacles. I command those hindrances. I command every stumbling block to be removed. Go! In the name of Jesus. 
Oh, in the name of Jesus. Now, Father God, open up sin provision. In the name of your son, Jesus. And you said in your word that if I pray anything according to your will, your commandments, I know you hear me. And if I know that you hear me, I know that they have. The provision. I'm thanking you for the provision. I'm thanking you for the way already being made. I thank you for it. I thank you for it this morning. Not according to my will, not even their will to your will we declare and decree it to be done satisfied and fulfilled in Jesus name thank you I wish I had the time to tell you a story about a man called Shelly John but I don't have that time tonight but you gotta After going through, he looked back at that old mule and said, since I can't shout in your church, since I can't dance in your church, hold my mule, I feel like shouting right now, I come to tell somebody I feel like praising, praising him, well, well, help me out, y'all,
Let me hear you say Jesus. reading what, what Robert uh, wrote 
Lord, this is not a time for self-righteousness, so that it must come from you. And since righteousness is a covering given to us by you, Isaiah 61 and 10, so grant and provide the physical physical covering of a roof over our heads to all the members of your household in the Ted line, Ezra. 720. Thank you, Lord. Brothers and sisters, it's a lot of um, people on this line just got saved two days ago. So I'm kind of I'm kind of gearing this to them, but it might be a refresher to you. Number one, they don't they don't understand how that familiar spirit from that gypsy witch could come up out of them, speak it in her voice over the telephone. Now, this did not happen in person, even although the original deliverance took place right here. And God unloosed the anointing right here in the sanctuary it happened in the church so what I want to try to do I want to try to explain to them I did send them PDFs spirits are subject unto you which is going to help them a lot but I got to explain something to them number one Oh, I forgot. I gotta tell you something. Here, <clears throat> I found this out yesterday. I mean, God is sending a lot of info here. Down, Kingdom of Satan. Write down Kingdom of Satan. Write that down. Guess what? There are three municipalities, towns in the United States of America named Kingdom of Satan. Did you know that? I know the Ted Liners that sent me the information knew it. One is in Massachusetts. One is in Vermont, one is in Vermont, and one is in Connecticut. The names of the towns, and they've been named this since the Pilgrim days, Kingdom of Satan. They're real. They're governing provinces. And they are uh, members of different, those different commonwealths. You see, Massachusetts is still a commonwealth. <clears throat> Virginia is still a commonwealth. I don't know about uh, Vermont, and I do know you got a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of, because uh, I spent a lot. And you know what? I have spent time in all those places. I have ministered there. So I want to thank the tagliners that sent me the information 
in the USA, Kingdom of Satan. I don't know if any of those caves are there. I know those caves are in um, uh, some of those caves. I'm gonna I'm gonna finish teaching on that too. But the the largest amount of those caves are in Oklahoma. The caves where the travelers came, BC before Christ, and dedicated United States of America. No, not the USA, but this land mass to Baal. Baal, you know, like Baal, Baal, whichever one you want to call them, however you pronounce it. This land mass in North America, Canada, was dedicated to the worship of Baal. So I haven't forgotten about that, but I don't want to confuse the little, okay, uh, Deborah Adams say Pennsylvania is a commonwealth too. Okay. So this stuff is not new. <laughs> it's not new. And now you know why you have so many Oh, Satan worshippers and so forth. The headliners that have this assignment, they haven't even really gotten into it yet, but uh, we will get into it and find out. They said they named them the kingdom of Satan because the ground was so hard and it could not yield any, any crop. That's one lie I heard. But the pilgrims did this. Thank you, Bola. She got it up there in Wikipedia. You see, it's a shame. It's a shame. People born in America are not, even Christians, especially Christians, have not been taught by the church how to protect themselves and how to how to handle this stuff. Better late than never. Okay. And I got some more stuff. You know, we're going to get to the root of it. Before the end of the year, when God gave me that window, <clears throat> because he wants, he wants prayers, and he wants stuff to be torn down. So maybe we can't tear it down for everybody, but we can do the will of God and then God can do whatever he is doing. Uh, but he says he'll do nothing without revealing it to his prophets. That's what he says. And that's what he does. And that's what he means. And that is why I'm understanding, see, I told you how he works with me. By faith, it has to happen. And then he opens up my understanding to put it together and then I got to reduce it down to a fifth grade reading level so that it can be understood by everybody. So this morning, I'm to tell you, now is not the time for self-righteousness. 
up for all my little born again babies. This is what happened. And this is how you got delivered. Because I know you don't understand it. Okay. But it was the Holy Spirit. However, you heard this, it just happened a couple days ago, Monday, Sunday and Monday. God sent somebody here to be delivered. But before he delivered them, he put them on on a, like a detox, isolation. So for seven, seven, about eight days, they were in the hotel room. And they were following instructions from me because I was going to be the facilitator of this deliverance and the person God was going to reveal this to. I know they were upset with me and like most people come here and they say, ah, oh, you know, I'm, I'm all the way here. You ain't doing nothing wrong, 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 you know, but they ain't say nothing. They were quiet. But brothers and sisters, they were prepared. God was preparing me for this. Because if he had not, I really don't think I would have believed it. Because the depth of my own personal understanding had never been um, explored like this before. Person sat down, we talked, I, I asked them questions, the Holy Spirit. No, I didn't really ask, because I don't do, I don't ask, I don't ask people a lot of questions. Anyway, yeah, you, you know, if, when, when you got saved, I didn't ask you a lot of questions. And the reason I don't ask a lot of questions is because Words are just, you know, people burn words out and they waste time with words. And the Holy Spirit knows everything anyway. So the Holy Spirit is the deliverer, so I don't have to ask a lot of questions. Um, so this is what happened a voice spoke out. All I have to do is ask, you know, what's finding the person. And the voice had an accent. And I had already heard uh, I thought I'd already heard almost everything you could hear. But then I heard that This was a gypsy, and that the person had had an altercation with the gypsy, and the gypsy cursed them. The gypsy cursed the person, and the gypsy cursed the family of the person, and the gypsy cursed the destiny of the person. And I was listening. 
then I had heard that now I wasn't really believing this. If you want to know the truth, like because devils are liars and demons are liars. They lie all the time. And they lie so that they can prevent the person you ministering to from becoming free. <clears throat> so then the devils now you gotta understand I'm dealing with a familiar spirit here. But but demons and evil spirits do not die. You got that? They can be bound, but they do not die. And I'm gonna I'm gonna explain this further in here. So I said how can you be talking if you don't have a head? I mean, I really wanted to know that. And the spirit said, I don't need a head to do anything. I'm using one. I said, oh, okay. I said, well, how can you see with no eyes? It said, I don't have to have eyes to see. In other words, it was saying, you fool, you idiot. But I'm trying to find out what's happening. Now, you got to understand that this thing did a lot of things and said a lot of stuff. It said, uh, I said, why are you in this body? It said to destroy this person. I said, well, why you want to destroy him? And then it started mocking God. It started like mocking Jesus, mocking God, mocking me, mocking. And I said, in the name of Jesus, you know, I began to bind it up. And then it, la- it, started, it started laughing. It started mocking God, laughing. And I said, uh. And then it began to say things it had done in the past. And I said, "Uh uh-oh, this thing is real. But I still didn't know. I began to ask it, how did you get this assignment? Then I set up because it began to tell me about things in the person's life. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten generations. And I'm listening. That it latched on to. And then it brought me up to the beginning. I said, well, how are you able to operate and how did you get in this body right here? They said, simple. I said, well, how simple is that? You know what they said? Doubt and unbelief. I said, what? This doesn't make sense. In my, in my mind, and I'm listening to the Holy Spirit, and in my own mind, I, I'm trying to you know, understand, but but this was the doubt and unbelief. Listen to me. 
I said, how this person have faith? How could doubt and unbelief? This is what they said. In her church, I said, in her church, she was taught that a Christian could not have a demon. I say, what? And that is what she believes. And that is what gives me the liberty to run hell all through her life. All her life, we've been here. I say, we? You see, when, when the church erroneously teaches a person That if they are filled with the Holy Spirit, they cannot, listen to me, cannot, and that's that's what they teach. They cannot have a demon. Listen, the Holy Spirit is not going to timeshare with no demon. So, get the way I'm going to say this. The Holy Spirit didn't have the demon. The demon had the Christian, and a Christian can have anything they want to have. Are you hearing me? A Christian can have anything they want to have. The spirit latched on to sin. Sin, sin, sin. And the biggest sin, familiar spirit, said that it latched on when it latched on because when it came in, the person wasn't even saved. I don't believe, and I'm not certain on that. But because they didn't believe, that a demon could inhabit them. They didn't be, I mean, that in the core of their belief, they did not believe that a demon could touch them. And brothers and sisters, that demon and others had a home in that physical body because of doubt and unbelief. And it wrecked havoc. That demon's assignment was to come here, subdue me, <clears throat> take over my ministry, and turn it into a synagogue of Satan. But guess what? I'm a believer. I believe in the full gospel. I believe that the Lord gave us power and authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm me. Now you got to understand, I felt tangible. I felt a tangible physical pain from the person that the demon was in. The person touched my arm, a pain 
that was crippling and paralyzing. Almost made me feel like I was having a heart attack. And I said, God, what is this? He said, I'm going to show you. The pain was so excruciating, it dropped me to one knee. So I said, I'm really going to pay for this sense right here. This revelation don't cost me. It was going to cost me, but it wasn't going to kill me. But I'm going to assure you of something. You right, Margaret. It's in the book, Spirits Are Subject Unto You. Whether you believe it or not, the witches believe in what they do and will see to it their curses will work. Thank you, Margaret. It is in there. Because I know it to be true. But let me tell you why I was blindsided. I wasn't looking for it. I dropped my guard. That's why the Bible says, no, no man by the flesh. We're not supposed to know each other by the flesh, but we're supposed to know each other by the spirits that are operating through each other. I knew it was going to be a battle royal. And this is why I asked Jessica to call some of you up and to be in prayer with me. I told the person I was praying with, I said, I got Ted Liners praying with me against this. They kind of looked at me strange like, Oh, you, maybe you're trying to put my business out there. Nope, I'm trying to protect my life. See, they already had that person. Their objective was to stop the Holy Ghost in me from freeing them, and then they were going to get a reward for taking me out. That's the way it works. It can counterfeit your anointing if it can take you out. Remember, Jesus stripped Satan. Every power they have, they have to take it from one of us. I guess you already know that, though. But to the ones that just got saved, I'm trying to help you out. I'm trying to help you understand. And I'm also trying to help you understand is when that one person got free, and and. The Holy Spirit unloose an anointing. Right now, I'm up to 80. And I've been tired every day. I still got about 30 more. And and right by by right thinking. A whole lot of people, 30 years worth, 40 years worth, need to be delivered. 
And I believe I'm probably wrong, but when I was sent those um, news 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 articles, this is what got me. I have prayed for many people, serial rapists. Many, many atrocities, murderers. I pray for a lot of them. Pedophile, rapists, incest, you, you name it. But this, this is the first time God confirmed every word of the deliverance with newspaper articles. Every word of the deliverance was true with newspaper articles. And you see, a lot of times when I minister to people of different cultures, like um, Koreans and Chinese, we we can go back in the history books and we can find word for word every bit of the deliverance. So I'm used to doing that. Um, the Maori people, Maori, the Polynesians that... Went back canoe to New Zealand, the original indigenous people in New Zealand. I've been able to trace. I've been able to. I've been able to trace some uh, people's deliverance back to the Knights Templar, even with they thieving and robbing themselves. I've been able to take people back to Irish clans, many, many, many African. Um, we can go through deliverance all the way back to um, things you won't believe, <clears throat> things you won't believe. Willie Lynch, that that one is up there. Mr. Lynch, testimony is up there. Mr. Lynch, great-grandmother was raped by the plantation owner, Willie Lynch, the same one that came to America and taught the Virginia and the, and the plantation owners how to treat slaves. The proof is up there. It's in my it's in my podcast. And God will send many members of a generation when He's doing um, whatever cleanup work He's doing. So. That's why I asked Jessica to to mail you proof because some of you are deliverance ministers and God is trying to train you. Many, many people, the scripture says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You see, I said to the person, I said, you know, if you had to try to come against a gypsy all by yourself, I said, it might have been smarter 
if you would have picked a little gypsy, not the um, daughter-in-law of the king of the largest gypsy clan in the world, and especially in the USA. Because all these people that God is, is having called up here are from the East Coast, Newfoundland, straight down that Atlantic seaboard. Are you with me? And there's old um, witchcraft history that used to say that the blacksmith in the colonies, you know, the 13 colonies, that the blacksmith was the wizard or the witch. And the head of this gypsy clan, guess what he was? A coppersmith. A coppersmith. He still dealt with fire and 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 uh, ore, a substance. He was a coppersmith. And the family line is directly from Romania. Romania is full of sorcery, 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 alchemy. They're not, they are, by definition, they could be defined as Satanists, except they have their own culture, which means we're dealing with what? Cultural witchcraft, which means we're dealing with what? The sins of the fathers unto the sons, to the fourth and the fifth generation, the tenth on down. But brothers and sisters, this is what I need to emphasize to you this morning. Satan has ravaged the whole world. The whole world. In his appetite and quest for power. Has now, due to all of this sorcery, all of this witchcraft, and because these people are drawing down, there's, there's something they call drawing down these powers. Brothers and sisters, they have one objective. To attack and destroy God's people. Many, many, many believers have become easy prey today. We're being fought against and taken captive by an invisible enemy only made visible to us through the will of God. Too many of God's people do not understand what the Bible says are the devil's schemes, what the Bible clearly shows us 
are the devil's weapons and tactics. Too many people do not want to believe. But you see, God will make a believer out of you. God will let you find out, and especially if you have a part in this kingdom of bringing spiritual freedom, you are being prevailed against. Write this in the chat room. By the hidden works of darkness. The hidden works of darkness. And some of us are losing the battle. Some of us have lost the fight. Because they don't understand one thing. Sin can make you sin sick. Sin can make you sin diseased. And sin can cause death. Sin can make you lose the battle for your kids. Sin can cause you to be in a battle for your marriage and you don't even know what's happening because your enemy is invisible. Some of us are battling against poverty and you're battling against the very that God says you already should be in possession of. You must understand now, I got to go back to my spiritual, I mean, spirit warfighter training. I trained spirit warfighters. And when I was Training spirit warfighters and calling them spirit warfighters, people were mocking me. They were laughing at me. What did I care? God said, do it, and I'm doing it, and I did it. Guess what? Now that training is an absolute necessity. And it's God. It's God. That's lifting his little thumb fingernail, pulling back the covers, exposing the real works of the devil. And in doing so, enduing his people with power. Because see, when you come out from under something like this, because you've been there, guess what? You're now an overcomer. You ain't got to have a million words to overcome the devil. All you got to say is Jesus. But you must. You must put on that whole armor now every day. You don't have a choice. You must pray now with supplication in the spirit. You must watch now with perseverance. Can I get 12 people to write this in the chat room? We are at war. We are at war. We are at war. 
at war, and the closer you are to God, the more Satan is going to fight to weaken you and destroy you. You see, the prophet Daniel, he saw war. He saw war that we would face today. Daniel chapter 7, verse 21. I beheld and the same horn made war with the saints and prevailed against them. Now, I asked you to write, we are at war. Now, you need to write this. War is against spirit. This war is against spirit. That's why it is called spirit. You all warfare. Spiritual warfare. Spirit is the root word in spiritual. Evil, maligning, malignant, malicious spirits. In Daniel chapter 10, the spirit (coughs) was named the prince of Persia. And the Bible said, this spirit was opposing Michael the archangel for 21 days. The same way this spirit opposed the angel of God, so these very spirits are opposing you, your destiny, And look at this, your inheritances from God. Now, you can no longer be walking around here with unbelief, not believing that you have a battle. You can no longer go around here believing that there is a battle, but you don't have to wrestle. Because, brothers and sisters, no longer are you able to be blind spiritual warfare. No longer are you able to deny the fact that you have an adversary, the devil. And no longer can you deny the enemy's existence to a realm that you better know more about. Because the day you got filled with God's own Holy Spirit, you became enlisted in a war against spirits that is spiritual. You that have been delivered are on the front lines. Whether or not 
you believe in hell, one day you're going to find out what is real. Whether or not you believe in demons, the reality is that the enemy is real and that the enemy is a spirit and spirits and that these real spirits operate from the inside to the outside and from the outside to the inside. You're going to have to accept the fact whether you believe it or not, that you're in a wrestling match. You're in a fight. And you're either going to bring them down and cast them out, or you're going to be brought down. for complacency. This is not the time. I know you're in. You can no longer sit around here and think you're neutral. You're not neutrality is going to bring you nothing but sickness is against real spirits that have real spiritual demonic power and they can manifest themselves as many, many, many different kinds of spirits. They all have something in common. They're being directed by the devil that once was a fallen angel that became an adversary, an offense to God and God out of heaven that he took from angels because he perverted them and they got kicked out. And they have a mission. I can't go into the flood and I got it's up there. I got thousands of podcasts. I've not I've never changed my message. They have one mission. That mission Destroy you spiritually to take over your soul spiritually and take captive your physical body. And by stealing, killing, and destroying you. Take of the full blessings of God. And I'm going to stop right here.
had us anoint the land, anoint the ground. Hallelujah. That we live on, that we walk on, that we sleep on. God prepared us for such a time as this. Brothers and sisters, he prepared us. They say at the kingdom of Satan town that the ground is too hard. It wouldn't produce. I'm going to tell you something. There's a time. That rock is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And Jesus told Peter. Petra, the rock, upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against my church. Friends and sisters, climb on to that rock. Hold on to the rock of your salvation, because greater is he that is within you, headless, spirit, was trying to kill this woman for over 50 years and couldn't do it. That ought to tell you something. Might be 40. I don't know. I don't remember. But all I know is, devil, it didn't work and it never will. Jesus is the rock of our salvation, brothers and sisters. We win. I've got one more thing to say to you this evening, and then I've got to go. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will, we will serve the Lord. Jesus is the rock. Jesus is the rock. I've got one more thing to say to you this evening, and then I've got to go. Keep me going. 
See you tomorrow on the Blog Talk Radio.